Tailgate Talks brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. What is up, guys? Happy New Year's episode. Uh, we got the New Year's coming around here in a couple of days. It is Wednesday. We're here recording Tailgate Talks. And uh, we're here recording Club Red for you guys, where we discuss what's going on with Texas Tech. Uh, a lot of big news here going on, obviously, with the uh, Liberty Bowl victory. Uh, we also got some Texas Tech basketball news to discuss. But before we do jump into all of that, make sure you do follow on Spotify and on iTunes. Give us the five-star rating on both now. Both have a five-star rating system. And as well as uh, if it is on iTunes, uh, drop a review below, comment, and uh, let other people know what you think of the show. Uh, definitely always appreciate that. Uh, make sure you do hit us up on our social media accounts at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you do, swing by the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the bell notification to be notified each and every time we post a new video. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find them at DustinWimmer22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And lastly, any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and kick this episode off and uh, jump right into that football game. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, guys, so tailgate talks, New Year's edition, but uh, reality here is why we're recording at 2 p.m. is this is the COVID case, the COVID edition. And if y'all, if any of y'all clicked on the live feed thing, you know, COVID's batting, they're shooting three for three on the tailgate talks guys right now. Perfect game. Perfect, perfect, uh, perfect from, 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 from long range. <laughs> y'all doing all right? I'm doing good. Today's yeah. probably the best I've felt. I had some sinus stuff pretty good yesterday, but cleared up pretty well. So I'm fine now. I'm hanging in there. You'll be able to tell. You can hear how nasally I sound. So, uh, but you know, we're we're getting by. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> people listening at home, you're gonna hear some coughs. You're gonna hear a couple of hacks, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and apologize for that out front in the beginning here because again, all three of us got COVID. But uh, this Omicron variant thing, while it's kind of deterred and canceled a lot of sporting events is not going to cancel the podcast for us so um let's let's kick this thing off with with the main thing and the main show and uh what the fuck was last night an ass whoop what it was good god that was amazing i'm sitting here 
Like my 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 girlfriend, uh, obviously she's a, she's a big South Carolina fan, so big uh, SEC fan, right? And I'm over here talking mad shit. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. big bad SEC. You're zero and two against what is going to be the future Big Twelve. You suck. Oh my god, gotta love it. You gotta love it. Um, thirty seven or thirty four to seven. Dustin was the only one that that had any faith in it. Uh, but. 34-7, Liberty Bowl win over Mississippi State. Uh, Dustin, initial thoughts and reactions to this game? Yeah, like I said, it was an ass-whooping. I mean, <laughs> we came out, showed that we wanted to play, ran it up their ass the whole first drive, and never let off the gas. You could tell how emotional the coaching staff was and the players fed off of that. We just took it to them, and it was awesome. And then – of course, like we always say in away games, you can start to hear the Raider power chants coming across the TV. And I saw a clip today. We were chanting SEC at the end of the game to rub that in their face too. So just overall, just to ass whooping and rub it in those Bulldogs face. Rub their nose in it. It's like, it's like what we've been kind of waiting for, hoping for like all season long was a team that looked like this. Uh, Brooks, thoughts and reactions to this, man. What what what's your initial feelings? Yeah, it was awesome. It was very nice to have a stress free game last night, so I didn't have yeah. to raise my voice at all. Uh, you know, I needed to protect that voice for today, and so it was nice to just completely dominate from start to finish. Like Dustin said, the first drive where you just ran it right down their throats that was amazing. Uh, you ran for more yards. Uh, than anybody has on Mississippi State all season yeah. in that game. And you held them to the least amount of passing yards uh, that Will Rogers has thrown for all season. And you held them to under 10 points, which only yeah. one other team did all year, and that was Alabama. Pretty so, much their worst game <clears throat> overall, yeah. Least amount of points, least amount of passing yeah. yards. Like your defense played amazing start to finish, uh, probably their best game of the whole entire season. Yep. They were motivated. They were out there making plays. You've got Eric Monroe who had a pick, uh, Demarcus Fields who had a fumble recovery, like guys that you feel, you know, have put a lot into this university and come up with turnovers and Tyree Wilson out there getting sacks. Offensively, like you struggled in the first half and everybody's calling for Baron Morton. And then all of a sudden Donovan's like, I'm going to figure this shit out. And he just was unstoppable. And then you combine that with the successful running game that we had in that equals a beat down. And it couldn't have come against a better opponent and a better coach on the other side yeah. to do that too. So just amazing performance. And, you know, this will be a high that'll keep us going for a while. Oh yeah. And definitely something to be excited about because, like, a lot of these guys are still coming back next season. And it, this is this is kind of like the – how do you put it? Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go into that a little bit further here. We, we, we got the segment coming up. But um, so, Dustin, thoughts on, on, on the Sonny Cumbie and, 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 and Keith Patterson, Sonny's uh, last game before La Tech. Like, um, I mean – Hell of a play call. Love the aggressiveness. What, what what are you thinking on your side over there as you were watching this? Great for both of those guys. I mean, it was really awesome of them to both come back for these players program university to, to do this game. 
you know, for everybody. Um, you could tell they had a lot of investment in this game and these players to come back for that. They didn't have to. Um, none of these coaches that are not going to be here next year had to, um, but they did. I think we had all but one from the coaching staff be there. Um, that's crazy to do on a, on a coaching change with this amount of uh, coaching changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell that Sonny really wanted to bring, like he could tell he was emotional and wanted this game so bad for, for his kids and his team. Yeah. And, how much it meant for everybody. And he going from that third to fourth quarter and those cameras showed him giving a pump up speech. We're already up like 20 points going into the fourth. Like he's telling them let's step on their throats and not let off the gas. And he is pumped to be there. Good for him. You know, especially like 20 years, almost 20 years later when he first got here and walked on as a quarterback. And then they showed the clip of him like beating Aaron Rodgers in the, holiday bowl like i mean what a full circle kind of trip for for cumby um and a good good way to go out yeah definitely um it's just it's good to see how much they cared about this team and 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 it's a legitimate care it's not like he's just the coach and he has to it's his job he actually gave a fuck about these boys brooks what are you thinking over there about about Sonny Cumbie, his play calling, uh, I mean, the, the emotion, the passion of this. What, what what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a Texas Tech legend uh, for what he did as a quarterback here. But, you know, the what he did to end the season is, is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, a lot of interim coaches out there right now. Uh, you, you know, we've seen the crazy coaching carousel and everything like that. But he took it. He made it his own. He added his own kind of pizzazz to it with the pump jack mentality. And, you know, he's got his new job and everything like that. But you could see how much it meant to him. And, you know, it was just really cool to see. You're not a you're not a true Texas Tech fan if you didn't get chills at the end of that game watching him celebrate and hugging his players. And, you know, I think that's the thing is him and Patterson. They didn't have to be here, but they came back because they wanted it for these players. And it meant a lot to them to get these players this bowl game and get them a win in this. And that's, that's just really cool. Not a lot of teams have that. And um, so it was just awesome. And, you know, we wish them nothing but the best moving forward in their journeys as head coaches at Louisiana tech and Abilene Christian. So just really thankful for these coaches stuck around uh, and got us to this point and give us this, you know, reason to continue this belief in this team as we, head into the Joey McGuire era here at Texas Tech. Right. And speaking of the Joey McGuire era and us moving forward uh, onto the next season, right? Uh, how much more momentum could you possibly need than this kind of a bowl victory? How much more of a win? Like, like, like this is the best setup you can really hope for going into next season. It's just, you have all of your, all of your upperclassmen, hyped as hell ready they see what the new coaching staff is doing they see what the team is capable of doing against a a, a sec team that that competed really decently well in the sec i mean seven and six through the sec gauntlet is well if you listen to the espn broadcast you should have won like nine nine guys yeah yeah you said that like 15 different freaking times and they should have had eight or nine wins while they're getting their ass kicked by us. Hey, well, like, guess what? Cares? They, they, they didn't. didn't. 
<laughs> they didn't. Uh, we could have had. We could have had eight or nine wins. <laughs> and I, I think that that was like the perfect kind of momentum thing, right? Going into next season, a good win for our for our upperclassmen, Brooks. Uh, start us off here, though. What does this victory mean to you uh, for Texas Tech? Well, first off, it vanquishes that pirate on the other side. And we can finally, I think, as a fan base, we can finally move past him. Move on. And there's a lot of us that have, you know, me and Dustin included. And, hey, I still look back on those times fondly. Doesn't mean I'm a bad tech fan or anything like that. Those were the times that made me a huge tech fan. But it's time to move on. And we finally vanquished this pirate curse in an amazing way. You go out, you destroy him. And now let's move on to a new era where we have the most positive momentum that we have had in as long as I can remember. You know, you win a ball game. You have a winning season. You have a new coaching staff that's put together uh, an amazing recruiting class in a short amount of time that have fired up a fan base. And then you do this, you absolutely pummel that coach yeah. in an SEC team. Yep. Like this gives us all the more momentum. All the players who are coming in were like, what's up, Texas Tech? How are we feeling? Like last night was a great place to be on Twitter. Yeah, it was. Um, it was just fun. <laughs> it's, it's a level of excitement we haven't had going into an offseason in a long time. And so your trajectory continues to look upward as things progress. And, you know, now we'll see what the fallout is here, how many players leave, who stays, uh, what the quarterback's room is going to look like. But, you know, this sets you up very nicely for the offseason and the Joey McGuire era. Yeah. I mean, uh, very well put, very well said. Um, Dustin, I mean, same thing. I mean, what, what are you thinking about here? What What is – what does this do for our momentum, right? Yeah, I mean, you could look at it as this was a mediocre bowl game. You know, you got the lower end kind of bowl. You got two 500-type teams. But honestly, this bowl game could, like, we could look back on this in 10 years and be like, that's where it all started. Like, that was the change right there. Like Brooks said, against that team and that coach, um, you usually don't get these kind of wins and games and feel this good about a coaching change um, in that kind of period of your athletics um, program, but it definitely could catapult even more of what Joey McGuire is doing. Something else we didn't mention with Sonny and Patterson, they've kept every player on this roster there throughout this whole coaching change. Um, no one has decided to transfer um sure like columbia's gone but who cares <laughs> but our quarterback room is stronger than it's been in the last probably five years i mean depth wise we're going into next year with shuck donovan smith and baron morton um that's pretty loaded group right there um the spring should be fun to see who can figure that out and i don't know that anybody wants to leave with what McGuire has coming in and what Kitley's going to do with that offense. Yep. I, I mean, I don't know why you would want to leave with that excitement that's coming in and what you just did the last month of the season here, last two months, I guess I could say. Um, I mean, the momentum is just crazy, crazy, crazy how, how much it is. And it's awesome to be able to feel that way. Cause we haven't, even when we were decent the last 
10 years sometimes we didn't feel like this this much optimism coming out of a season especially at only seven and six. <laughs> oh yeah <clears throat> you know uh, a kind of random thought though is just uh kirby kirby's looking smarter and smarter a uh, little bit a little bit good good dad joke though <laughs> you haven't had a kirby smart in there yeah you you're but yeah, he <laughs> but, is. Remember but, but he really fire, is, though, like, right? Like, like a month or two ago, if he doesn't get this right, and it's like, but but it, it's so far, it's 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 so far, it's looking right, right? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, all we can say is just that this was, I, one of the best games I think I, I've ever seen from this team all season long, start to finish. And what a dramatic ending. I mean, tears flowing, emotions just uh, uh, through the roof. Uh, they, this was such a hard-fought win. And you could tell that Texas Tech just wanted this game 100 times more than Mississippi State ever did. And this It just game, means more. It did. It really did. Like, I'm, I'm still goosebumps well, that's right the now. Like, that's the SEC slogan. It just means more. Oh, man. It just means more to not care as much in bowl season. That's what, SEC that's is, what that is. SEC is 0-4 in bowl games so far. Oh, yeah. But they're going to brag. like, And, and uh, I swear, mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend, again, we go at we go at these like bullshit, like bullshitting back and forth in between Big 12 and SEC all, all the time. And I'm like, we beat y'all almost every year in, in bowl records. Almost every year. Saw, yeah, it's just, they don't care. Yeah. Piggyback yeah. on that, I saw a stat that they have like three hundred some NFL guys and Big Twelve only had like a hundred some. SEC needs to quit like piggybacking on Georgia and Alabama. Like Yeah. <laughs> the rest and that one LSU up. team. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, no, this this was a phenomenal win, an emotional win, and all, all of us uh obviously just goosebumps uh seeing this happen for this team. Uh, especially the highs and lows and the coaching changes and uh, just uh, the, the the doubt that can be set in every time you, you lose a head coach halfway through the season. Uh, excited for this team going forward. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we are going to be talking a little bit here about the basketball team. Uh, well, we got to get about some VIP passes. Oh, I yeah, we thought do. I thought we were just going to say VIP passes all around and then move on. All right. Uh, oh, no, well, we got to shout these dudes out. Do some it. VIPs and a little bit of breakdown while we do our VIPs. Oh, go, go. All right. Brooks, go ahead and take away. VIP, VIP passes for you. Well, I want to give out a lot. So I'm going to just give out one offense and one defense to start. Um, sure. Offense, I'm going to go with my namesake, Taj Brooks. <laughs> Brooks time. Yeah. Brooks time. Yeah. Um, you know, this was the first time that he's looked super healthy and rested since the start of the season, really. And he looked great, over 100 yards rushing, got in uh, the first touchdown of the game, uh, just re- ran really solid, a lot of first downs, a lot of broken tackles, making dudes miss, dudes just bouncing right off of him. Real impressive game from him. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, obviously it's got to be Tyree Wilson, who had the oh, best man. game of his Texas Tech career, having um, a huge possession there where Mississippi State could have kept the game close but he comes up with two huge sacks to shut them down and then you know from there the beat down was on so shout out to those two guys oh yeah yeah the 
that, those defensive plays by Wilson and even like those two back to back. And then the next possession, he had another one. Yeah. Like he was in Will Rogers' face so much that second half, it was ridiculous. Um, I mean, Dustin, any, any VIP passes for you? Yeah, I was going to give two of them to the whole running back crew. Yeah. I mean, Brooks and Sir Roderick both. Yeah. I mean, it didn't yep. matter who was getting the ball. That offensive line was opening up holes, and they were gashing through them. I mean, that first half, I felt like it was – runs were 8 to 12 yards nonstop. I mean, me and Brooks would text each other, like, run it up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was so fun and easy to watch. And, I mean, ironic that we were running the ball well, and gashing a Mike Leach team. Tell me if you've heard mm-hmm. that before. Like, yeah, <laughs> we've been um, on the other end of that game before. <laughs> yeah, like look at it. We're like, oh, it really shouldn't be that surprising. <laughs> but the fact that we were able to do that was pretty awesome. Um, and obviously the other one I think I should be given out is Donovan Smith. Yeah, his second half was pretty incredible. He had some trouble first half and especially second quarter reading and picking up the all-out blitz and where to go with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, his actually was off a little bit. He was getting blasted because they were bringing all-out pressure. And of course, you can't pick that up across yeah. the board. Um, but he was had, just having trouble picking out where to where to put the ball and where to go with it. And halftime came around, and they fixed that. And everybody was calling for Baron Morton because Donovan can't hit any passes. And then all of a sudden, we hit a 30-yarder to Koontz. And then two plays later, we hit another bomb mm-hmm. and touchdown four, four plays later. And Donovan hit another one, I think, later. And then that touchdown, um, the scramble touchdown to uh, Sparkman. What a what a pretty catch that was, too. Um, yeah. He caught that, and I was like, wow, that was a really pretty crazy athletic catch. Who is that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I saw – name on the board. I was like, whoa. I saw Rob Bro show said very Eric Ward-esque on that uh, – touchdown yeah. reception i was like that's yeah, a, a very comparison. smooth and pretty <laughs> athletic catch like pretty awesome but yeah that second half by donovan was nice um really the offensive game plan just to come out and run it on their ass and play action take some shots when you can was nice and then make the adjustments coaching staff wise give Cumbie a lot of credit there to keep your faith in donovan to throw the ball deep at some points yeah, make the adjustments to make it easier for him, I guess, or make it more readable. Um, I don't know what they really did, but obviously you could tell they picked it up and could read it better that second half. Um, that was pretty awesome. But obviously, like <clears throat> we talk about the defense real quick. That besides giving up a short field from the offense that one time, pretty much had a shutout game and gave yeah, Mississippi yeah. State their worst <laughs> offensive game of the season from a Mike Leach coach team that was passing the ball like crazy. Yep. And you shut them down hard. Yeah. So other VIP passes I wanted to give yeah. out Re- Reggie Pearson because he absolutely <laughs> demolished that dude. Sit down. Oh, oh so yeah. The, the stand up. <laughs> yeah. The stand up tackle. Uh, like fucking. Just, yeah. Oh. And completely legal. I'm the one yard line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Monroe <laughs> for the pick. 
Marcus Fields for the fumble recovery. Colin Schooler uh, should always get a VIP pass basically because he's always yeah, out there Schooler making plays. <laughs> nine, nine, nine tackles, eight solo, two sacks, yeah. two tackles for loss. Fucking destroyed it yesterday. Austin McNamara, the one yeah. time they stop us in the second half. McNamara pins him on the one freaking yard line. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dude, it's like, I thought that was hilarious because we're already demolishing them by 20-plus points. Like, I think we were up 27 by that point. And then McNamara just rubs one around their face and pins them at the one. Pins them. Damn. And then the play after that is the Reggie Pearson yeah. tackle. You're just like, man, we are just They dominated. let McNamara go pump, pump Jack on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, honestly, everybody on that defense should give VIP pass for the way they yeah. played and shutting down that team and holding them to seven points. Just impressive. Took a lot of everybody on the defensive backs and, and, and up front to make that happen. And so just for four full mm. quarters, there was no fucking let off the throat on that. Yeah. Fucking and, hell. you know, like, I don't know. They just couldn't get in a good rhythm. Like, you, I was watching, like, the first half of the game, and I'm like, the out routes open every time. The middle of the field's open every time. But Rodgers is kind of off. and Yeah, they couldn't he was missing, they, dudes. They couldn't run the ball. That's for damn sure. But he, was he was missing, missing some open dudes. Missing um, open and then, dudes. And then second dudes half was starting to get pressure, and that's when it just really fell apart for him. Yep. I mean, 260 rushing yards to 54. Wow. Yeah. Usually we're on the opposite end of that. <laughs> yeah, that was always our, our our Achilles heel during the season was teams yeah. that could rush a lot would just run it up our fucking throat. And they ran it 20 times. Oh, man. That that, <laughs> that defensive line, man. Uh, yeah. Fucking solid today or yesterday. Well, any other any other last-second VIP passes, guys? No, I mean, Darabay was two for two for field goals. There we uh, go. JJ, hey, JJ I was Spark worried he got the cast catch. off. I was hoping I didn't yeah. mess up his balance. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Just the arm uh, swing is what gave him that extra no. that extra extra yeah, leg no for that 62. Oh, man. Yeah. It was good. It was a great game. It was a great game. Um but all right, guys. Uh, we do gotta we do gotta keep the ball rolling, keep the ball moving. Uh, uh, that was my bad earlier. I did kind of forget to give the VIPs and individual uh, achievements to this awesome Red Raider team. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and look again at the uh, Texas Tech basketball team. Uh, we had two games. We had Eastern Washington where we defeat them seventy eight to forty six, and then we had uh, Alabama State where we defeat them seventy five to fifty three. Um, Dustin, I mean, any, any thoughts on this? I mean, kind of a lot of points given up to, to these, these lower teams and, and not the highest scoring. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, these are kind of fluff games, but is this enough to, to kind of like give you a little bit of confidence going into big 12 play or no? I mean, the defense there is fine. Um, <clears throat> uh, offense is still kind of whatever you still are missing TJ. He's been sitting out just to kind of regain some health. Um, but I think the two optimistic points, good points. I mean, I've been harping on this, I think the last two or three weeks, you get to see more Adonis arms. He's coming to life more. Um, I'm starting to look at him and see him and Brooks, tell me what you think about this. He's starting to look like that Brandon Francis type guy where he comes off the bench. He's the sixth man but he's going to contribute a ton 
on both ends of the floor with his size and athleticism and shooting. Yeah, I, I think that's a good comp because yeah. he he gets after it defensively because of his size and his I love him on the top of that zone. Yeah. Man, whatever we play, like he's yeah, good he, he, he wreaked a lot of havoc in that Alabama State game up there. Him and Davion both because they're both so lengthy and athletic that they're able to get in passing lanes and force the dribbler to yeah. uh, make mistakes. But yeah, and then he, his ability on the offensive end, I think he might be a little more gifted offensively, or maybe Overall, just yeah. <clears throat> maybe just with this team, he has more offensive an offensive load than Brandon did True. Brandon didn't you know we didn't really need Brandon to be amazing every yeah. game we just needed him to hit a couple corner threes play his defense but yeah it's a good call um so yeah arms just keeps growing and growing and then the other one is that Clarence only just keeps to get more of a pulse and a pulse and some confidence going into these conference games because we're going to need him I mean he's a good point guard type player that hustles and plays defense really well. Um, he's going to have some Clarence plays is what me and Brooks just started to call it where he just kind of loses his mind for a minute and turns the ball over in a stupid play, but he's gotten more confidence and less Clarence type plays. Um, so that's good to see. Cause we're going to need him. He was looking pretty bad that week of Providence and Tennessee. So good to see him kind of bouncing back. Um, and I'm sure by the time we get to whenever we do start games next week, <laughs> if we do, um, TJ will be back, and that'll be a huge boost to us also. Yeah. Um, I mean, not really much else to say there. I mean, you, you kind of saw a little bit out of some people that you wanted to see a little bit more of, and, and that was good. Good call there. But, um, yeah, for those that haven't been paying too much attention, uh, the Oklahoma State game was postponed. Uh, all the way to January 13th. So our next matchup is going to be on January 5th, and that is going to be against number eight, Iowa State, 8 p.m. Uh, so make sure you do tune in for that. We're going to be at Iowa State, so got to watch that one at, on, at home. Um, but, uh, I mean, any kind of, uh, Brooks, any kind of thoughts as, as conference conference play is starting up? I mean, we're, 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 we're going to be starting to go through the gauntlet and, and starting to go through – one of the toughest college basketball conferences there is out there. Um, how are you feeling going into it? Yeah, you're going to figure out a lot about yourself real quick here as conference play gets started and your conference slate is a top 10 battle three week or three games in a row. It's Iowa State, who's number eight, Kansas, and then Baylor, who's number awesome. one. So you're going to find out a lot about yourself really quick here. Um, and of course, you know, two of those games are on the road, I think. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous to be honest. And, and mainly that's just because of our offense and these three teams you're playing are really good defensive teams. Are you going to be able to find, you know, points, uh, from all your guys is TJ going to be back and healthy enough to be the TJ that we know that's going to be able to put up, you know, double digit points on anybody any given night. Uh, is Clarence going to be able to continue his solid play? I think if he does, that's definitely encouraging. Uh, he had, I think, five assists in that last game. He was uh, kind of filling that point guard role that we've needed so bad, and he was playing really good, and then he just is um, nonstop on the defensive end. So those are some encouraging 
so those are some things that I'm watching for to see if they keep translating. Um, and defensively, you know, we'll, we'll keep ourselves in the game. It's just, are you going to be able to find buckets when you need to, are you going to be able to hit, you know, open threes when you get the looks, are you going to be able to get to the basket, create opportunities and finish around the rim things that you've struggled at against the good teams that you've played this season so far. So, um, obviously there's a lot of improvement that this team needs to make, but, uh, you, you've got to make them pretty quick or else you're going to find yourself, uh, at the bottom of the big 12 after these first three games. Yeah. Very fast. Uh, I mean, Dustin, same thing. I mean, what, what are you thinking over here? We got Iowa state in, in, uh, what, less than a week. And and then the gauntlet starts, man. What do you what? How you feeling? Yeah, I wonder how good these teams can shoot the three because obviously that's been proven to kick our ass by a few teams. Um, so how well can we defend that? Can we get out and transition on these teams? I mean, me and Brooks talked about that the last week and week before. I even saw some stats on it last week that we're one of the better transition offensive transition teams. So it's like, hey, let's use that because we're not a good half-court team. So can we get in that transition offense and out of less, you know, let's do less uh, half-court standing around offense because that's what we tend to get into. So, yeah, I mean, let's just – let's win at least one of these next three games. I know that's not saying much, but against three top ten teams, that's asking a lot really. Yeah, I mean – 30, 36% is what I looked up for Iowa State from the three-point line. Um, so They'll shoot like 51 just because. I think uh, it's right, a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we can uh, – we'll go ahead and touch base uh, more on this game because it is a Wednesday night game. Uh, so we'll be recording in the middle of that. But yeah. uh, we can kind of touch base on that a little bit more on next week's episode. But just kind of wanted to let everybody out there know that the uh, season opener for Big 12 play has been postponed until the 13th. And we will come back with you guys next week uh, to to kind of give you all our, our, our official take and analysis on the uh, Texas Tech versus Iowa State matchup on the 5th. Uh, but that does wrap up this week's episode of Tailgate Talks, COVID edition, New Year's edition. No, not too much coffee and hacking on this one. So, I mean, we're doing a little bit better at this. Um, oh, there was one last thing. I think there isn't there some discussion real quick about uh, about the potential of like the NCAA like canceling the rest of the, the, the basketball season. No, I've heard that somewhere like like I don't I've, no, I've not heard that at all. They wouldn't do that. That's. Too much money they would lose. <laughs> I know, but like, it's just so many cancellations and games recently. Okay, no, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're going to do that, especially with how protocols are starting to come down. <laughs> that that hit my ears like last night. Somebody told me that I forgot who, and I was like, "Oh, I fucking hope not." Somebody might have said it, but nobody who knows anything is saying that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. No, I just wanted to kind of get that out first. I was like, "Oh shit, wait, let me let me get that question real quick because." You think um, the money hungry NCAA would cancel the rest of the season? Like the tournament is one thing, but a whole like rest of the season? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I mean, you already ears. have conferences backtracking on their forfeit policy. 
because they want to get these games in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, that does wrap it up, guys. Just had wanted to kind of touch base on that real quick. Uh, but make sure you do follow us on Spotify, iTunes with the five-star rating on both. Uh, hopefully, y'all do have a happy new year. Make sure at some point, though, you do swing by. Follow us on all social media accounts. Make sure you hit us up on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of that. Uh, Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett. Me at Blanco where the L's a one. And uh, until next Wednesday, guys, we'll catch y'all later, and hopefully y'all have a great new year in between. Here it goes. Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good!